days of buying victories with free agents and hoping that spending big money and throwing big money out at big names is a thing of the past. I think any kind of shared experience can help when you're a coach. And we've got a couple guys with experience in it. But in the end, uh, when that ball tips up, it's all about those guys on that court. One thing I always do share with them, there's no more fun in basketball. Well, I say that. There's not much more fun in basketball than winning in St. Louis. And I feel very confident in our team against anyone. Uh, it doesn't matter what school you name, I'm going to be confident in our team. So it really is just a matter of taking care of the ball on our side of the net. You know, when we're passing well, we win the match. It is, there's a direct correlation. Baseball is a funny game. If it bounces your way, we might be able to make some hay this year. We're looking to take another step forward. We're still building for the future. Yeah, that was uh, so far probably the game of the tournament. We knew going into it, it was going to be, you know, you know, Taco versus Zion. In the tournament, you keep these lower seeds close, and they and they can pull out pull it out at the end. And so I think it I think it was a wake up call for Duke. There's always tension between the players and the owners. As early as 1890s, the players started their own players' league. So players and management differences are nothing new. At first, I was pretty skeptical about it because he played with all the players and it kind of seemed that they were like all, all his best friends. And I was wondering at first if he was able to be, be their coach, like take the friendships away for a little bit. And they're still all going to be friends and everything. And they all have those relationships. But it's a new relationship now with Ross being the manager. It proves why they brought in Ross. Ross has done a lot different than what Madden would do. I feel like the reactions have been a little strong. It's not the best hire, but I also think there's a lot being lived out of Jerry Reinsdorf in this decision. But it feels like you're not letting your GM do his job. Uh, I don't know if Rakan's first choice would have been Tony La Russa, and I feel like that's definitely a Jerry Reinsdorf trying to right his wrongs from 1986. I liked him as a player. Apparently, Ozzy felt differently than I did. From what I've seen is you think it's pretty split. I probably just saw the first like 10 replies on Twitter, but it might have been mostly negative here. But this just goes back to with the locker room chemistry of Ozzy saying that like no one liked him in the locker room. Hopefully that doesn't affect anything. And hopefully Ozzy's wrong because I just want to keep this chemistry. Hey everybody, Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 The Score, an ISU Redbird alum. Hey, this is Alex Dolaner. Hey Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. Here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 56th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as a buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farley here with you this evening on December 10th, 2020, welcoming listeners to the 56th episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm your host for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk where we're talking all things Chicago White Sox. As the MLB winter meetings just finished up here this afternoon... As for the last four days, Major League Baseball teams had their start of the offseason, uh, a big part known as the winter meetings, where every year every Major League Baseball team makes big trades, free agent signings, and GMs, agents, and players um, would meet up together. And usually every year it's hosted in a different spot, but for the first time this year, due to the you know global pandemic and wanting to keep everybody safe, it was the first ever virtual winter meetings uh, for Major League Baseball. So it made things interesting, but we did still see a lot of deals done, and the White Sox did make some moves. And it's like I mentioned, the offseason's not over yet. It's only December 10th. 
spring training doesn't start for another month or two, so a lot of things can still happen. And we brought in somebody that has covered White Sox baseball on the podcast with us before, and uh, I'm going to introduce him in a minute. A lot of people usually hear uh, Will's fifth quarter trivia at this part, but we will not be doing uh, Will's fifth quarter trivia for this episode. Uh, it's going through some renovations and uh, improvements, so we will not be doing Will's fifth quarter trivia on this episode. But to Will's fifth quarter special fans that are hearing this and are new to Will's fifth quarter special, welcome. Uh, Will's fifth quarter trivia will be back on uh, the upcoming episode we have specially planned. Be on the lookout for more Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia. We do have it on a YouTube channel. Just search Will's Fifth Quarter Special and find out there. Free subscriptions are appreciated as well. So you can see all Will's Fifth Quarter Special live content. And we have a webpage for Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia on willsfifthquarterspecial.com. So you can be on the lookout for that also. Be on the lookout, uh, Will's Fifth Quarter Special fans that are new to considering to try Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia. We hope you try it next time as it comes out moving forward. So uh, we will not be doing Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia today, but uh, please be on the lookout for future Will's Fifth Quarter trivias that will be on future Will's Fifth Quarter specials. So now we're going to get to the part of the show where I uh, intro our guest appearance. And a lot of Will's Fifth Quarter special fans that have been following the show for a long time, we appreciate that no matter what fan uh, is joining now or um, early on, doesn't matter. Um, we're all fan- You're all fans here, and uh, we appreciate you being a part of the Will's Fifth Quarter special family. But this is somebody that has been on the show before for those that have uh, heard our past episodes. And he was on episode 31. So episode 31, just a brief recap for fans. We did a breaking news episode. It was the first quickly well-planned breaking news episode I've done for Wilson Score Special. And it was planned pretty well, smoothly, went very well. It was episode 31 where we recapped Nomar Mazzara um, being traded to the White Sox. And... Well, you, you all know how that worked out for the White Sox. Nomar Mazar did uh, not turn out to be what the White Sox were looking for. And the guest appearance that's joining me for another edition of White Sox coverage during winter meetings time in the offseason like last year was on for last year's. So Tom Pappas is uh, going to be joining Will's Fifth Quarter Special here on Episode 56, a special uh, Chicago White Sox Winter Meetings 2020 Recap Edition. And he's a big White Sox fan. He's uh, a friend and supporter of the show. You've seen him in uh, participation with uh, Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia and uh, supports what we do here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special. And we appreciate that from each and every one of you, and especially Tom here in this case. He's going to join me to, uh, we're going to break down each move that happened. So the White Sox did make a trade and a free agent signing. We're going to tell you who those players are and where these moves put the White Sox. You know, the offseason's not done. They could easily make a move tonight, tomorrow. You know, it can happen with the blink of an eye. You know, expecting the unexpected is what it's all about. Um, of course, what we do here was, of course, special, but in sports, that's how things happen and unfold sometimes at uh, points we don't expect. So here is my interview with Tom Pappas. So Tom Pappas, welcome back to Will's Fifth Quarter Special. The last time you were on, we talked about this in your intro uh, before the interview here, you were on in a very well-planned but quickly planned episode 31, if you remember, when the news broke about a player White Sox fans were ready to forget about Nomar Mazzara last year when he was traded to the White Sox late uh, uh, winter night in December at the winter meetings. And here we are a year later. We brought you back because you did such a great job with it the last time. You're <laughs> back for 2020 winter meetings recap here. So, uh, Tom, welcome back. How you been doing? Uh, just welcome, welcome back to the show, man. We're glad to have you here tonight. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Well, that was actually like – 
my first time being on a podcast. I was a little nerve wracking, but you make it a little easy. So second time around should be very easy again. Yeah, the last time the Nomar Mazara signing, very excited about that. And it turned out great. He hit one home run, I think. That was just In the most disappointing. Games, yes, against Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> against like, bro. Oh man, that was just the most disappointing thing. I was like halfway through the season, and I was like, wait, he hasn't. We signed him to hit home runs, and he hasn't hit a single home run this whole season. Very disappointed, but don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> yes, I think that's the beauty of the non-tender deadline. Uh, you know, the White Sox for Wilson Court special fans that didn't know about it, the White Sox did not tender. Uh, crowds are down and no members are. And, but what are meetings, Tom? I mean, it's what I talk about to the fans of Wilson Core Special on this episode beforehand, you know, introing everything here on this special edition episode, 56, where you never know what's going to happen. Things are ex- unexpected. And I think that's the beauty of sports and of life as a whole. You know, it, the surprise, the anticipation, and the White Sox, Tom, are in a really great position that fans can be excited about. You know, fans are pretty much getting an early Christmas gift right now. Of course, it's not the manager you expected, but one we think could be really great. So, in a Tony Larusa headed White Sox team, what did you like think was going to happen into this offseason that um, you, you know, you were hoping was going to happen? You know, because this team is on the rise, and what did you think? Coming into the winter meetings, what were like your predictions? I mean, with signing Tony Larusso, obviously like before our time when he before he was um, when White Sox that was before our time, and then winning a World Series with the A's, I believe, and in 2011 with the Cardinals. Very unfamiliar with him. I just wanted a manager that would be able to connect and keep the chemistry with these young players. Because you hear it from Eloy, um, from Luis Robert, and the younger guys, Juan Mancata. There's a good chemistry going on with those guys in the locker room, especially with Jose Abreu. And, you know, it started with the manager. They had nothing but great things to say about Ricky Renteria. And kind of one thing you were sacrificing is hopefully is the team chemistry you didn't want to lose when you fired uh, Ricky, but you know that last game kind of left a bad taste in your mouth. And if he wasn't going to get us over the hump there, we had to part ways with him. But um, God, all the Tony Larusso has been handed probably top five most talented team in the MLB right now, and we'll see what he does with it. Yeah, got, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the St. Louis part. Uh, that gets me into the first move. Uh, Wilson Core special fans, uh, there will be blog posts coming out about these new White Sox players and uh, other moves, as we always cover the offense whenever anything unfolds, as Tom and I have talked about unexpected things, or sometimes unexpected, so we'll be releasing that as usual, and this player, Tom, it's almost like an early homecoming for him by Christmas time. Uh, he's, uh, I know they talked about on the White Sox talk podcast, us at Wilson Core special, we're big fans of the White Sox and Cubs talk podcast, but especially on this episode, the White Sox one hands off to Chuck Garfine and his team. They did a good job with the winter meetings coverage, and we're trying to do our own version of that um, in our own way here with Score Special. But 
Lance Lynn is somebody, Tom, that White Sox fans heard in the rumor mill in the trade deadline, that unique short trade deadline during a COVID-19 baseball season where we didn't know what was going to happen. And little did we know that when we all were getting ready to put our heads to the pillows and go to sleep, our phones went off. And we're going to give Wilson Core Special Fans the update and details on the trade. It was Dane Dunning. So one of the three pitchers that came to White Sox to start to rebuild for Adam Eaton just a few years ago was traded to the Texas Rangers. So we talked about it, Wilson Core Special Fans. We opened the episode in this interview talking about how the White Sox made an interesting trade one year ago with the Rangers. Tom, little did we know that was going to happen a year later as the White Sox traded Anthony Weems and Dane Dunning, two pitching prospects, and to Texas, you know, Dane Dunning and Anthony Weems to the Texas Rangers for Lance Lynn. So Tony Larusa is getting a pitcher he's familiar with, won the World Series with in 2011, a hometown pitcher out of Indianapolis. What do you think of a rotation now, Tom, with Lance Lynn, where it's Giolito, our ace of the future, Dallas Keuchel, Lance Lynn? What do you think of that three-headed monster in the first three spots of the White Sox rotation. One thing I'm just glad I'm not ha- I'm not on any other team where I would have to face that. When I was looking it up, I saw the trade happened. Um, you, you mentioned before, he's, his rookie season, actually 2011, is when they won the World Series um, with Tony LaRusso. So it's always good to have postseason experience. Um, and even he said he's like very excited to be back on a team that's managed by LaRusso. So that's one thing that's uh, very exciting to see. You know, going into last year, I was fairly confident with our lineup with Giolito, Cease, um, Lopez, uh, and Dallas Keuchel. Kind of fell off with Ro- Lopez a little bit towards the end, and hopefully we can get Michael Kopech back in the lineup, however he's feeling. But if you get him back in there with Giolito and Keuchel and Lance Lynn, it's kind of very scary for other teams in our division. No, I I completely agree. I think Lynn is a name that I didn't expect because we, we're we one of the top teams right now, Tom. I know uh, for Wilson Core Special Fans, the White Sox were just recognized in uh, MLB power rankings. Now, those obviously change every day, you know, with moves and trades and everything, but they're ranked right one below the world, defending world champion LA Dodgers as number two. So they were ranked as now, right now, currently the top power rank AL team in baseball. And I like Lance Lynn a lot. I, I like his uh, ability at the plate. You know, he's a workhorse, uh, innings eater. I know, uh, Tom, it was interesting. As we mentioned, Mike Sox talked about that. They had him on uh, yesterday and they were talking about, uh, you know, just intros uh, to him. Uh, you know, what he thinks about the team, all that type of stuff today. And, you know, they had him on the White Sox talk podcast talking about that today, earlier, and it it's just exciting to hear how he's talking about the White Sox. And, uh, you know, the part where he, you know, he, you know, p- pitchers are going to talk. And uh, I think it's going to be good to see those three in the rotation. It's going to help Giolito, I think, the most, especially because now he has two veteran pitchers that are well-experienced. You know, Giolito's our number one in the future. I don't think this changes that. But – it does kind of change where you go with two and three. You know, you could have the two righties at the top of the rotation, or you could have Keiko the left, you right in between the two. It, it'll give Tony La Russa 
young pitching coach Ethan Katz a lot to play with in that rotation. And, of course, the White Sox might bring in some other pitchers for depth um, at this point. We have heard that in the rumor mill, but I love Lance Lynn as a pitcher. I think it's really great. He has that driving energy experience. Uh, it helps that he knows your manager already. But what type of uh, improvement up in the standings, rankings, Tom, as possible AL Central favorites do you think Lance Lynn brings uh, the White Sox after that move? Where does uh, that move uh, move up the White Sox in uh, potential for next year and maybe how they can top the Minnesota Twins and Cleveland Indians in 2021? I think this just puts us right at the top. Uh, a little might be a little over like, optimistic here, but on paper it just looks so great that I don't I don't see how any other team could top us uh, next season. We we'll hopefully play a full season, just right at the top where we belong. Yeah, and I think the next name is one that White Sox fans didn't expect. Now a lot of people heard the rumor mill the White Sox are connected to, and they still are. Um, we're going to get to that in a moment. Who they're still connected to to uh, inform. Uh, we'll score special fans of what's going on with the White Sox. They brought back a player. So we just mentioned we'll score special fans. His name Dane Dunning, who was just traded um, a few days ago uh, to acquire Lance Lynn. We just talked about that. And he was one of three pitchers that came to the White Sox, Giolito and Lopez, that are still on the team. And we didn't mention, though, the name of the outfielder that was a trade. I believe we did, but I'm going to restate it uh, because he is returning to the White Sox, Tom. It's one that uh, Chuck Garfine uh, got credited for um, reporting as a possibility, as well as other analysts did after that. And little did we know, yesterday afternoon, that is what took place as the White Sox first free agent signing of the 2020 offseason was Adam Eaton returning to the Chicago White Sox. Not for center field, but he's going to be right field for the White Sox. So, Tom, what a story. It's it's Adam Eaton returning to the White Sox. He had pretty good tenure here with the club for a few seasons. Many, many years ago, uh, history thing for Will Score special fans. He was part of the trade that uh, Hector Santiago, a uh, former White Sox pitcher, a lot of fans don't remember him because he was kind of now recently just a fill-in. Death player wasn't very good recently in his career. But a little history for Will Score special fans there. That's how he got Eaton in the first place. Then he comes over to the club, does well. What do you think of this return, Tom? I know a lot of White Sox fans are split on it. Where are you at on Adam Eaton's return to the White Sox and what he can bring with his veteran experience and World Series experience to right field? How do you feel that could be better than what we used to have in right field? Yeah, I feel like when we used to have him, I liked him as a player. Apparently, Ozzy felt differently than I did. And then when they traded them, I was not sad to see him go but kind of shocked and to see what we got back from. I thought we just robbed the Nationals blind, but then they ended up winning a World Series uh, in the past, like, two years, so uh, with Adam Eaton in the lineup. But from what I've seen is you think it's pretty split. I probably just saw the first, like, ten replies on Twitter, but it might have been mostly negative here. But um, this just goes back to – with the locker room chemistry, if Ozzy's saying that like no one liked them in the locker room, hopefully that doesn't affect anything, and hopefully Ozzy's wrong because I just want to keep this chemistry, you know, tight knit. But um, I think 
I'm, I would say I'm on the positive. I'll look on the positive side. I'm like happy to see him back and uh, see what he can do for us in right field. He was leading the league in assists when he was on the White Sox, but in a couple of down years, you kind of forget about those stats when your team's not performing very well. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons, and they talked about it in the media after the move was made, uh, how, you know, I, I think it helps Todd Frazier's not back. Um, you know, him and Todd Frazier did have that feud uh, on the team. A lot of fans remember that's a Drake LaRoche uh, saga, and, you know, when he was a younger player and said that. Uh, yeah, don't remind me about that. The team and that. All that debacle, uh, you can do another episode on that, but. I think Adam Eaton, the thing that stands out to me is his character. You know, uh, off the field, a lot of fans, um, he was great too. Um, a, lot, you know, a lot of fans have reached out about that, you know, when he was with the White Sox. And he was great in the field. He's a great player, a very humble player, uh, plays with that edge that I think will help this young ball club. Now, they do have veterans, obviously, already in the lineup. You have Manny Randall, younger Tim Anderson veteran. You know, Jose Bre- the list goes on and on with what the White Sox have around these young players. And I think Adam Eaton, if you put him in an outfield with Eloy and Robert, these are two younger outfielders that are still learning the game and, you know, improving as uh, every year goes through. He's someone that's played in the World Series. You know, he, he understands the situations outfielders have that we've seen Eloy and Robert go through those early on struggles, you know, with timing, certain plays, where to go outfield at certain points. And along with Adam Engel, you put Adam Eaton there in right field, and it's, we still don't know how Tony LaRusso is going to put it together with these players, or maybe we do get more outfielders on the bench or something. We don't know yet. But I think he adds that defensive presence you need um, in the outfield to join Golden, Golden Glove outfielder Robert as Eli works on his defense. I really like his play, and we're going to see what else that happens. And I know, Tom, you had some uh, interesting names. Uh, to mention here, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, just to update Will Score Special fans, uh, the rumor mill is still churning, and the White Sox are still reportedly um, interested in trying to sign free agents, uh, one for the close rule that they really need, uh, Liam Hendricks. Uh, so, Tom, what do you think about players like Liam Hendricks, Michael Brantley, possible free agent signings the White Sox could make um, that could get them even in a better position um, in this off season for 2021, what do you what are you thinking based on what you're hearing in the rumor mill uh, for future White Sox players that could be coming soon? Well, I'll tackle this Liam Hendricks rumors here. It's looking very likely that people want Liam Hendricks on the White Sox. Even you know he's the guy that ended our season last year, so <laughs> kind of hard to get past that. But he's a, good, a great pitcher, a great closer. Who would you like rather have then? Would you rather have Liam Hendricks or re-sign Colome? So I, I think we're both thinking the same thing here. I'm sure it's in the minds of fans as well uh, here at Wilson Court Special. I think Hendricks, personally. I like Colome, but they've talked about it. If you compare the two pitchers, Hendricks is a little more effective um, in terms of strikeouts. Now, Colome's great. You know, the ERA speaks for itself, game situations, but the White Sox have a lot of relievers that can do that. And the thing that struck me with Calumet, it would take him a lot of pitches in some games um, to get out of the inning. Now, it's obviously hard to predict how a close is going to do that, but Hendricks is a little more effective, especially what the White Sox faced him in the playoffs, so they kind of could see that. Uh, you know, the game I think about is Cleveland. Um, you know, Calumet was on the road earlier on in the season, and it took him, like, average of 20, 30 pitches sometimes. 
you know, that's kind of when your closer is at his lowest point. Now, is he effective? Yes. But I think if you want to contend and win for World Series, now, of course, this isn't me bashing Kyle and what he's done for the team. I think Liam Hendricks is a better bet. You know, he, he's done great in his career for Oakland, formerly with the Royals before that. I think he's what the White Sox need, but I think you still need to go look. There's so many bullpen arms out there. Go get another lefty possibly to add to that. Bring in maybe a Quintana as a depth starting pitcher and move him to the bullpen if you need to. Um, but that's kind of where I am with that. And as usual, I will support special fans. We will continue to uh, fill you in as uh, rumors and such come through. You'll see it on our social media tab, retweeted, wherever we put it out as it can be used to you and see what's going on with the action. So one final question, Tom. We appreciate your time. Again, this is Tom Patrick joining us here on episode 56 of Wilson Sports Special. It's a pleasure having him on here with us this evening. And so Lance Lynn and Adam Eaton joined your Chicago White Sox. New manager, Tony Larusa, revamped, improved coaching staff. Where do these two moves mainly, the freedom sign and the trade, put the 2021 Chicago White Sox? Where does it put the future trajectory of this team's window of contention? I think I'm speaking for most of the fans that I've talked to, my friends at work, my friends outside of work, where they like these moves, but it puts us in contention, but we're waiting for one more big move to, you know, put us over that hump. Some are saying uh, signing Trevor Bauer. Uh, Like you said, we want Liam Hendricks. I just think we need one more big move after this before I can say that, like, we're over the hump, but we got to prove it to ourselves. I'd say these past few moves, I like them, but we're not there yet. I think we need one more big one from uh, Rick Hahn to, you know, shock the baseball world. Who do you see that being for the final move? In your view, Tom? If you had to pick a name right now, what White Sox – signing or trade needs to happen, which player do you see that needs to fill that missing piece that you're talking about to our fans? Uh, I would say Trevor Bauer. I like what he's doing over there. Um, Just one more pitcher to uh, put us in there. We have the bats in the lineup already. They've got to keep them hot throughout the playoffs and then the postseason. As long as our pitching can keep us in the game, that was one thing that knocked us out of the playoffs is we go in, all of a sudden it's like inning three, and we've already like burned five arms through the in the bullpen. If we get enough pitching, I think we'll be golden to blow by anyone in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. So I'm going to give three names, actually. It's going to be a little uh, Christmas-style extra few names here uh, to finish this one out. So mine are going to be – I do have a closer – um, I am going to go Liam Hendricks. That is kind of my best bet. Or uh, you make a trade for Josh Hader, maybe. Uh, you know, if you don't want to trade the prospects, though, you go with a Brad Hand. So those are the names I'm throwing out for the possible one closer. I do like um, the outfield, the way it is, but you do want to make some depth moves. So I would like to see Kyle Schwarber come in uh, back to Chicago to fill your DHO, whether that be that or Michael Brantley, based on who the Sox feel fits. You need that lefty bat. But a name for Will Secor's best fans to think about. Fits with your manager. The last name I'm going to give here on this interview. Yadier Molina comes to Chicago, joins his old manager, uh, former manager, Tony Larusa. So something for Will Secor's special fans to think about. Tom Pappas, we appreciate your time. 
you've been a supporter of Will Score Special. Fans have seen you on Will Score Trivia along with them. We appreciate your insight, and uh, we hope to have you on again more in the future. Uh, we appreciate your time, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, Will. Looking forward to going to games with you next season and have some fun watching some White Sox baseball. So that was some good insight on uh, the Chicago White Sox from our guest appearance, Tom Pappas. And like we talked about, White Sox are in a good spot. They're, uh, the future is bright. Now it's time for the ending segment of the show everyone loves and enjoys. It's Will Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-hosts, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern-day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook profile and Twitter page at William D. Farlow and our Instagram, Will's for Course Special, and our Snapchat, Will Farlow 44 and post their own sports movie moment favorite for a chance to have it read on future Will's Fifth Quarter Specials. So my sports movie moment choice is going to be baseball-themed. It's uh, called The Final Season, and it's about a high school baseball team in Norway High School. It's based on a true story. And they are going through uh, school downsizing. You know, their players are changing. They've built their team from the ground up. And they have this really talented team of young players. And they uh, have a longtime head coach that retires. And uh, they bring in a new coach um, that was the assistant coach at the time because they're projecting the team's going to lose, not do too well. And then the kids are going to be downsized uh, into the school next door condensed because the town has low enrollment. Um, as well as Norway High School. And uh, Sean Aston plays the name of the coach. Um, and he coached Stock and replaces Coach Van Swick. And uh, it goes on to where they get some new players uh, coming in, kid with a bad uh, rap sheet that um, his dad, who grew up there, brings him down there to try and straighten him out, lives with the grandparents. But it, it, it relates to the White Sox, um, the scene where they're coming together in practice, uh, a bunch of players from different um, backgrounds and you know traits and they come together um, they build a culture and uh, they go on to win the championships boy there uh, it compares to the Chicago White Sox bringing in Tony La Russa a long time uh, experienced manager and they're getting some new players here that we talked about in the episode um, added meeting coming back bringing uh, what he remembers from the past White Sox when he was here and uh, winning with the Washington Nationals to the White Sox uh, bring in hometown player Lance Lynn technically he's a few hours from Chicago so it's a hometown player for us Sox fans it compares to that you know a team bringing in players and just coming together and uh, trying to build a good winning culture and to do something special in baseball which is to win to go all the way and to win. And if you haven't seen the final season, it's a really good baseball movie while you're uh, chilling with your families during Christmas time in the quarantine, go check out the final season. It's on YouTube, all over the place. You can find the DVD anywhere. Uh, but that's my little sports movie my favorite. I think it relates really well to the White Sox and where they're at. So uh, that is my sports movie my favorite. That is all the time we have in episode 56 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we will continue to cover all things on the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox as their offseason continues to unfold. Chicago Bulls regular season is coming up as they start the preseason tomorrow night. and We, can, we will continue to cover the Chicago Bulls as well as they uh, begin their preseason. And the regular season is not too far away from starting soon. So we will cover that as well. Uh, Redbird Athletics, as we usually do on the Redbird Sports Update, all Illinois State University Athletics, 
athletics and all collegiate sports as they unfold as well as well as the unfolding Chicago Bears regular season. I want to thank our guest appearance, Tom Pappas, for joining Will's Fifth Quarter Special once again as our guest appearance. Tom, we appreciate your time, support, and uh, being a friend to the show, and we look forward to having you on more in the future. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Faro, along with our guest appearance, Tom Pappas, saying so long from Will's Fifth Quarter Special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's fifth quarter special.